Hi, it's Ellie Singer with KTLF Radio, and I have in the studio with me Kay Owen Larson, who is the founder and CEO of one of our partner ministries, longtime partner ministry, Crossroads Ministries USA. Did I get that right, Kay? Yes. Crossroads Ministries USA, Mm -hmm. and also part of that, a connection to that, is the School of Chaplaincy. Mm Mm-hmm. You've been a partner with KTLF for 20 years. because oh, Yes, about to, almost 15 to 20 years, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say can't be more than 20 years because, yeah. yes. drum roll, right. the 20th anniversary banquet is coming up September 22nd. Correct. And we'd love to hear about this banquet. I'm excited. I'm excited about the purpose for the banquet, the proceeds and everything. So let's highlight Crossroads, what it's about, why you do. You do an annual fundraiser Mm -hmm. for that. But so Crossroads Ministries USA, what would be your mission statement? We uh, work in the care centers. That's the old term of nursing homes, but it's the uh, skilled care centers across our nation, actually. Uh, if you're in the sound of my voice and you would like to get involved with um, with the elderly, just call our office, 719-635-5767, and we would love to have you on board with us, and we'll train you, we'll get you prepared and ready to go in. But we provide emotional and spiritual care for the elderly that reside in uh, skilled care centers and memory care, as well as assisted living. Okay. And when you say care, too, I know it's, I think of all the wonderful stuff that you do with the tea parties and the outreach. Mm-hmm. It's the forgotten part, often forgotten part of our society, yes. marginalized part of our society, yes. that you all are conduits of the love of Jesus for them, that their lives really and truly do matter. Absolutely. And and uh, so 85 to 90% of those who live in a skilled care center have no regular visitors. 50% of them have no family. And even of the 50% that has family, many of them are neglecting them. And uh, I'll tell you a little story um, that happened a few years ago. Um, I had a, a lady in a skilled care center here in Colorado Springs, and I was almost all, her only visitor for uh, five years. And she and I became great friends. I, <sighs> I was We were almost the same age, but I felt like her mother in a lot of ways. And um, But she was, I loved her. We were just, I would buy her clothes. I would buy her jewelry. I would buy her hat. I would just, whatever she needed, I would buy for her. Mm. And, um, and so then she had a stroke. Um, and so the facility called and asked me. Uh, they couldn't get a hold of their, her children. No response, either by a phone, email, or text. So she asked. They asked me if I would be her medical proxy. So I said absolutely. So we signed her back into the facility. And the full story we will we will be told at the, uh, the at the celebration. But uh, she passed away, mm-hmm. and so. I have her possessions in my possession now because her family didn't want anything from her. And so she has a little suitcase, and almost everything in that suitcase came from us as, as a ministry came from Crossroads. We had a, she had a quilt in there that we had made for her and other things that we'd given her through the years. Oh, and then she had a, a, a picture of Jesus in there. And that was all that was left of 80-something years of life. Uh, and she, that was it, and no one wanted it but me. Oh my goodness. And she she may not be the 
absolute example, but she eighty-five to ninety percent, mm-hmm. she may well be she the is, example yeah. without being hyperbolic about it. Without yes, boy, if that doesn't get your heart, yeah. And and what's sad for me is that um, they feel so forgotten by by society. Oh. The sad thing for me is that so many of them are forgotten by the body of Christ. And I mm. want to point fingers, but um, we we have neglected them as the body of Christ. And so my goal is to wake up people to the needs that are there. And, and let's fix this. Let's fix this before we lose all of them. Mm-hmm. And crossroads, they are at a crossroads in their life. They are either going to heaven or hell. And it's our job to see that they go to heaven. But we need a lot of help in making sure that that happens. We need volunteers. We need finances. We need uh, materials. That's why um, KTLF is so awesome. You guys help us with Operation Golden Christmas. Every time we have a project, whether it's, it's uh, knitting or whatever it is, you guys are there for us and we so appreciate that and and uh, we hope that the body of Christ that hears our stories will want to help as well not only they can pray for us uh, we have cards that we have uh, that we have volunteers come in and get cards they take it home and they sign them and we deliver them to them for mm. holidays and things and so many activities we have throughout the year for them because we just want them to know that God has not forgotten them and we are just the representative we're the feet and hands of Jesus mm-hmm. to them. And uh, I love with the, when you, you know, say KTLF has been there for you. Indeed, and can't help but recognize we're just sort of a conduit, a mediator between you, a partner with you, a mediator between you and listeners. Mm-hmm. And the way the listeners have shown up with the unbelievably yes. amazing yarn drive and things yes. like that. And something you said, too, if if the elderly weren't, as marginalized as they tend to be, um, just culture, society, mm-hmm. like you said, the church. We need our minds renewed Correct. to not go along that ride that same wave. Yes. How much of a benefit when you validate, for lack of a better term, but you validate the life of an elderly person? Mm-hmm. And you just spend time with them. You acknowledge them. You let them know they are seen, they are known, and they are loved. Yes. I wonder, I have to wonder how much, how does that unlock them Mm -hmm. with how much they actually have to contribute to society? Everybody has a story, and they have stories to tell. But if nobody shows any interest, we're missing out on what what they contribute. Absolutely. They have stories locked inside of them. And uh, I mean, I have in 20 years, I could tell you so many stories of Mm. the people uh, that we have prayed for. They've accepted Christ just before they passed away. Uh, We've helped them reunite with families. We've helped them actually leave the care centers. We've prayed for them and worked (laughs) with them. And and they've been actually get well enough to leave the care centers. We've had at least three or four do that. And so, uh, but we do Bible studies. We do Sunday services we do so many activities with them and we it always come back to jesus loves you mm-hmm. whatever we do for them it's because jesus loves them and so it's been amazing i had um i was uh, doing a church service at a facility and i had one of my little favorite ladies she very seldom said anything and then so she raised her hand and i said yes ma'am she said 
I accepted Christ, but I've never been baptized. She was 92 years old, and she says, will you baptize me, please? And I said, of course. So we had a baptismal services at the care center, and their family came, and the other residents came, and it was awesome. How precious is that? So they're they're there. They're lonely. They want to tell their story. They want to be loved. They just don't have anybody to listen. And and so many of them are churchgoers, but they don't really know Jesus as their savior mm-hmm. and so we we uh, we're leading them to the lord one care center at a time oh what a precious story now i have to uh, i have to go back because i'm sure i'm not the only one there's listeners going what did you baptize her in? Why well, did you set that up? Okay. Well, the uh, little 92 year old lady. Yeah, I know. Well, I was immersed. I got baptized in a river. But uh, so with her age and her, uh, her situation, of course, we couldn't do that. So I got a big pan of water and I just covered her with, uh, with uh, towels and things like that uh-huh. and just, you know kind of sprinkled her and you know i couldn't duck her but anyway right right i was curious because i I have a feeling i might not be the only one but you know got to know the details all the same a precious story yeah and how they come to life when they know they are seen they are loved that's right and they are known and that they matter and their story matters that's right and and so we uh, we hope to tell the story at our 20th anniversary celebration and i'm excited about that because we have an opportunity to uh, for the community to come and be involved in that churches need to be involved they need to come and hear the stories of the residents they need to come in and hear the stories of the volunteers uh, and what we're doing uh, as a ministry all over the nation and so uh, we'll be telling the story at the at the celebration and uh, Matthew Ward um, was is coming he's been coming off and on for several years one and, of my favorite male vocalists yeah, second chapter of Acts in the early 70s uh, in the Jesus Revolution mm-hmm. I was at the tent when he started singing with the second chapter mm-hmm. of Acts in the 70s and and so then uh, I didn't didn't know anything about him for several years and then uh, the Lord told me one day to go get his uh, CDs and so I did and I went to the bookstore and got two CDs and every night would lay before the Lord and listen to his CDs and God God used those to help me in my life to make some very very drastic decisions wow. uh, very important decisions in my life so I'm very connected with uh, with Matthew Ward over over his music and what how it's changed my life and mm-hmm. also Shannon Noducci uh, she's just a uh, her worship is absolutely phenomenal. When she when she plays and sings, she just takes you into the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And so both of them will be singing at the at the banquet. It's a banquet and a concert. Well, uh, and we want to clarify yeah. too for people that listen to the station and hear us, Shannon Wexelberg. It's Shannon Wexelberg Aducci. Yes. So attaching her her married yes. name to yeah. that. Thank They'll you. be doing the music at the banquet, September twenty second, the twentieth anniversary banquet. What else can you tell us about it? And and I kind of know, but I'm yeah. setting this up <laughs> okay. so the listeners can hear because. I love the vision. I love where these proceeds are headed for that. But what can you tell us about it? This is something well, you do annually. Yes, we do it annually. Usually, sometimes we do a concert. Uh, but during COVID, we couldn't do banquets, so we we do a, uh, We've never done a banquet concert together. This will be our first uh, okay. uh, uh, concept of doing this, and um, but it's a focus on the family 
and it's at six o'clock. You can go to our website, www.crossroadsusa.org, and purchase tickets. Okay. Uh, and so just, uh, or you can call the office, 719-635-5767, and, uh, and, and get a ticket for that way. Because we want to get the word out of what we're doing, uh, for, in this, not just for our community here, but up and down the, uh, the, the front range, as well as in other states. Okay, and they can go to ktlf.radio as well, our website, too, because we got the banner there for your 20th anniversary. Mm -hmm. The banquet, what else, is there anything else you'd like to highlight about the banquet? Well, uh, we have uh, several people helping us other than uh, Matthew, than Shannon, but we're also excited about a project that God has laid on my heart many years ago Mm -hmm. uh, to build a nonprofit nursing home or skilled care. And so we're going to roll that out at the uh, and and launch that at the banquet, Mm -hmm. the celebration uh, with uh, with our drawings, conceptual drawings and, and tell everybody all about this. And it's a nonprofit which means there'll be no Medicare or no Medicaid uh, received in the facility. So it's going to be, uh, there are a few across our country that's owned by the Catholic Church or Presbyterian Church of Methodist Church, mm-hmm. but this will be our first attempt to be, for us especially, and there's not one here in, in Colorado Springs. So, uh, and that feels, will be in Colorado It's co- It's yeah. in Colorado. Yes, in Colorado. I'm not sure exactly yet. Okay. We're, we're working on the location, so if anybody has uh, five or ten acres they'd like to donate to us to build this facility, we'd certainly be open to that. All right. You heard that, yes. listener. And Okay. Uh, so we we're so excited about this because we and it's not going to be an institution. Uh, um, we want them to feel like they're at home. And so we, we've designed this facility to feel like they're at home. We have a huge chapel. When you walk in the door, there's a chapel uh, because we will not only be providing for their uh, for their physical and mental needs, but for their spiritual and emotional needs. Well, it's the whole person that we're interested in. Amen. Yeah, that and that's that right there sets you apart from from what do you have a, a name, a working name yet for that? Well, uh, it's going to be um, the working name for it is the Owen Larson Hope Home. Okay, Owen Larson Hope Home. Because now you wa- know the name. We want to give them hope. Amen. And that you listeners know that the name Owen Larson. Hope home, and now you have that, and in your heart, and you can start speaking blessings over and praying yes, for Owen yes. Larson Hope Home, even in its kind of embryonic state. Yes, but so the proceeds will go from the banquet go toward that, which part of it will yes, okay. and part of it will go for our uh, our yearly um, uh, just your regular, regular budget, budget right, or yeah. for our budget yes, because okay. we have to. It's the only real. Um, uh, fundraising that we do throughout the year uh so we that has to carry us for the year pretty much other than our regular donors and and like ktlf you say your 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 biggest donor is your monthly donor and see that's our best yeah is, is the monthly donor we we ask you know just be a partner with us on a monthly basis because we have ongoing things all the time yeah yeah and i love that it's so active we have some other uh interviews with some of your other staff mm-hmm. and it's so active so 
so involved. It's not just a once a year thing or twice a year thing. You have a banquet and then you do a Christmas outreach, but it's an ongoing day to day outreach that you have. Is there anything else you want to highlight about that banquet? Um, what, any, anything else that you'd like to highlight as way of an invitation for anyone listening right now? Well, pray for us. Uh, pray for us and uh, we just we're so excited because I founded Crossroads at when I worked at Focus on the Family and so it's uh, it's so excited it's exciting for me to be able to have and celebrate our 20th anniversary at Focus where I worked when I founded the ministry and so many people at Focus on the Family were instrumental in helping me found this ministry and I just Mm -hmm. give them all the credit because they're awesome people and they're still good to me even though I'm no longer there but uh, they are just so supportive of everything that we do and so I'm excited for a lot of different reasons because um, I'm, I'm excited for what God has done in our ministry in 20 years mm-hmm. and excited for what he's going to do in the next 20 years and mm-hmm. all of this will be presented we have several speakers uh, at the at the celebration and as well as the artist as well as dinner okay so doors open at 5 30 the event is from 6 to 9 at focus on the family on friday september 22nd and again you can go to ktlf.radio click that banner there for the 20th anniversary banker for crossroads mm-hmm. and or they can go to crossroadsusa.org right so Kay, um then following up the banquet definitely wanted to highlight the banquet but um one thing i know you're really passionate about and i love it because it's for people, whether they want to work with the elderly or maybe they feel called to chaplaincy mm. in our military or law enforcement or business, the workplace, uh, you have a chaplaincy school. Would you talk a little bit about that? It's about 15 years ago. Um, several people that were volunteering for us came and said, how do we become chaplains? And I said, well, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. So anyway, I had to become a chaplain first. And so, uh, and then I started the chaplaincy school 15 years ago. And then we are now certified by the Board of Education. Wow. And so uh, that was a long process. And uh, that I had to go back to school to get more education for me to do that as well. And so uh, I finished my doctorate when I was 79 years old. And wow. so it's uh, uh, so when people tell me they're too old, you're never too old to do God's work. I don't care how old Preach you are. It. And uh, so, um, but we are board certified by the Board of Education. We train chaplains for the military, hospitals, hospice, um, prisons, jails, sheriffs, community. Uh, we have community chaplains. So there's a lot of avenues that people maybe not even think about, but it's a way to minister. And mm-hmm. I don't know if people really know that there's not very many Christian chaplains out there. Mm. I was surprised at that. And a lot of the hospitals and places, they, they don't have Christian chaplains. They have a lot of chaplains, but not necessarily Christian. And, and our school is faith-based. Mm-hmm. And we plan to keep it that way. Um, I owned my school, so I can require people to sign a statement of faith mm-hmm. uh, to come to my school, and that's what I do. But we are now branching out internationally. We have a, a, a student from um, India. We have a student from Pakistan. And then we will have another student from Canada. And so we're getting international students now, which is awesome. Wow. But they still have to uh, sign a statement of faith as well. Right, right. Uh, uh, and so uh, it is an awesome program. It is a year.
year-long program and it's broken up into uh, four units. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can take one unit or four units. Uh, and they're all three months uh, duration. Uh, we meet on Sunday evening on either Microsoft Teams or Zoom. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, we have a class beginning the first Sunday of October. So people still have time to get their applications in. Uh, we have our application is on the website. Uh, so it's it's a wonderful program. And I think one of the things that people tell me about the program is they learn more about themselves than they've ever known in their life, even if they're in their 50s, 60s, and 70s. That's go, that That's go through awesome. the program. It is, uh, it is a great program. Uh, it is not alone a good perp- a good motivation yeah. for yes. for getting involved with it. Yeah. So it's Sunday evenings, mm-hmm. online, Zoom, or Microsoft Teams. Okay. Either Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Sunday evenings. How much investment is it on a Sunday evening for somebody? About two hours. About two hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to lay this out because because that that kind of fine tunes it for someone else trying to decide, you know, whether or not to do it. It's like, well, that could work for me. Yes. There are uh, clinical hours required and didactic. But sometimes if you're working already in a site or in a church even, churches now have chaplains on board. Uh, mm-hmm. to do a lot of their chaplaincy work and, and to do counseling so in pastoral care. So a lot of churches are using chaplains now. So it, it's there's a lot of openings for chaplains out there. I know right now in Colorado Springs they're begging for chaplains in hospitals here in Colorado Springs. At yeah. the hospitals? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So there you have it. Maybe that's lining up with you that's listening right now, lining up with your very heart. It's all kind of laid out in, in front of you. So a couple of ways to connect. You can go to ktlf.radio. Look for the banner there, Crossroads banner, be at the banquet banner, be at their regular banner, or go to crossroadsusa.org. And I know at your website, right at the top of your homepage there, there's the tabs and there's mm-hmm. the one for the chaplaincy right. school there. And all the information they need is right there. And you heard K2 in Colorado Springs alone. There is a huge need for chaplains at the hospital. Yes. There's something on my heart um, that's been on my heart for years, and I've done a lot of research on it for the last 10 years. We realized that the church goofed during abortion. We did not step up to the plate and stop abortion in its tracks when we should have. Well, now we're faced with the other end of life uh, and euthanasia. Uh, We have many states now that have... um, Assisted suicide, and assisted suicide is a stepping stone to euthanasia in this mm-hmm. country. It's already very prevalent in a lot of other countries, and uh, and we're actually um, we're we're practicing it here in the U.S. Just no one knows about it, for, right? For, pretty much, exactly. And uh, but. I think it's time for the church, for the body of Christ to wake up to the fact that euthanasia is a very valid thing for the elderly in this country, and what are we going to do about it? And uh, the research is there. Just Google it. Just go for other countries and just talk about what it's doing here. Um, there's, really, there's a lot of activity behind the scenes. Scenes, absolutely. And... Uh, I wrote uh, in a book for Focus on the Family and the Sanctity of Human Life, and uh, there was an elder attorney, and he said, absolutely. He said that we will be uh, euthanizing the elderly because of finances. Finances and economics will drive us to euthanize them because we will have no money to keep them. 
And so uh, it, it's something that I just want to put it out there that mm-hmm. people need to start thinking about it, praying about it, keeping their eyes open to what's going on around about them. Because uh, too many times the Christians, we close our eyes and we say, it'll go away or it's not happening to me, so mm-hmm. I don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. No, open your eyes and see what's happening in your own backyard and uh, and just say, what can I do, Lord, to stop this? Uh, Talk to your congressman. Talk to your officials, and and I know that we have Doug Lamborn here, and who's a Christian in our own yard. Mm-hmm. And so, talk, start talking to people about this. Start talking to your pastors about it. Start bringing it up. But do your own research. Have your facts ready, so that when you go to talk to people, you have your facts with you, and right. say this is actually what's happening, and do something for them before it's too late. Thank you, Kay Owen, for your time. Thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for opening our eyes to stuff we may not have seen before. Again, if you want to find out about Crossroads USA, I don't know, we'll see if Kay will put that those three pages of scriptures up there too, maybe. But you can go to our website, ktlf.radio, and connect to Crossroads. Or you can go to crossroadsusa.org. Anything you want to say in the next 15 seconds. Thank you so much, Ellie. I love you, and I love your listeners, and I'm so thankful to be part of you. Thank you, precious lady, and God bless you. 